What's up, everybody? Mojax boys coming back at you here with some more TBT action. We've got I, we're gonna call him the honorary Mountaineer sorta now, but he's he was the first to jump on Best Virginia that wasn't the alumni. And by golly, Paramount's close enough. But, well, then not only that, but let's just say we probably would have won a couple of those <laughs> games without. It. We got Jamil Morse uh, joining us tonight. What's going on tonight, man? Good. How you guys doing? I'm glad to be a part of it. I appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So where are you at right now? Are you still overseas? No, I'm in uh, I'm in Ohio. I'm in Columbus. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you're so you're from Ohio. That's where you played in high school, correct? Yep. Okay. So uh just born and raised in Columbus? Yeah, about you know, I was actually born in Wheeling, West Virginia. And oh, okay. I moved I moved when I was five years old. I've been in Columbus ever since. Yeah, yeah. then we don't even have to say honorary Best Virginia. Right. Or they, I mean, if you were born here, then you're yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> well, that's what Tony Caridi always says. Always West Virginia connection. Yep. So, so you so you yeah. play in uh, high school, and uh, then you go to you went to Glenville first, correct? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how 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 did all that go? First of all, tell us a little bit about uh, your high school career. I, I I know you you guys were pretty stout. I don't think you went to like the Final Four a couple times. Is that right? Yeah, we went to the final four. We went to the final four my junior year, um, and then we we went to the regional final my senior year. We lost to uh, Trey Burke and his team. So the same team that we beat, we lost them the next year. Okay. Um, but it was it was a good game. But but yeah, um, my team was really stacked in high school, um, and we had not we had three four uh, Division one guys. Um, I was kind of I was undersized, so uh, not more so my talent, but I just didn't have the size to play at that level. Um, I didn't start till I was a senior, um, so looking back now, um, you know I didn't I understood why I was coming off the bench or why I didn't play as much until I was a senior because the guys ahead of me, looking back now, were really good, or a lot better than me at the time. Is it is it anybody we would know? Any of those guys? Um, I'm not sure. I know Rob Brandenburg played at VCU when VCU went to the Final Four. Okay. Um, Stevie Taylor was a well-known kid in Ohio, Columbus, and he happened to be the all-time leading scorer at our school. We were the same age, um, and we played the same position. So, you know, there was that. But then they moved <laughs> me to play. They moved me to playing along the back, alongside of him in the backcourt our senior year. Um, but we grew up together. Um, like I said, he was really good. Um, like I said, he was, he was starting since he was a freshman. And, and uh, I think that's the only – I mean, not anything – I don't think there's not too many guys you guys know. Okay, okay. So you end up at, at Glenville, Glen, Glenville, I guess. I say it kind of weird, but yeah. actually, side note on that, I was just there this weekend for my son's travel ball. So <laughs> playing some uh, baseball, playing some baseball. They built. I don't know if that was there. Was that complex there when you were there, Jamel? The, the baseball complex. Yeah, the, all the turf and stuff. Uh, the the baseball complex was there. Yeah, they, it was there my sophomore year. Well, now they have like four smaller fields for like little league and travel ball. But anyways, so tell us about your time at, at Glenville. Um, you know, it's funny because um, I didn't really have any offers. I think the most interest I had coming out of high school was State. was, And uh, they didn't – he just chose – Brian Poor just choose, chose not to offer me. And once you – I mean, Brian Poor, you know, was a great coach. I'm not taking that away from him. He just happened to not offer me, and that's okay. And I went on, like, two visits there. But Rob Summers was a guy that was from where I'm from. And he – I used to, like, rebound for him when he would come back from playing overseas, and he got that job. Um, at Glenville, and he uh, he came to see me at an All Star game my senior year, and kind of recruited me to come there. And he was like, you know, just come here and come on a visit. You know, I told Coach Die, I'm raving to Coach Die about you. And 
I came down to visit and play well against uh, uh, Justin Caldwell, who was one of the better players there at the time. And um, they offered me a scholarship. And then ever since then, it was, um, you know, they kind of just gave me the keys to to play how I wanted to play. They gave me the freedom and that built boosted my confidence. And uh, while there, you know, Missoula came there and kind of helped, you know, mold my game. And that's kind of how I went there. Okay. So that again, obviously, two so, W connections, Rob yeah, Summers and Joe Missoula. And when you went to Fairmont, was that when Coach uh, when Joe Missoula got the head job, or was he the assistant at that point? He he was an assistant. So we went on a uh, like an athletes in action tour after my sophomore year. So we went to athlete on a, we went to an athletes in action tour in Spain. Me and him and Brendan Cooper, who was playing for Fairmont at the time, and Joe on that trip decided uh he was gonna he already chose he was leaving Glenville but he chose a he told me he was going to Fairmont and at the time he told me to stay um you know to stay because uh Rob I was you know I was still close to Rob and I had a good uh I had a good relationship with Di as well um but Rob obviously was the reason why I I went there and Joe you know I built a good relationship with Joe while being there um and then when I found out Rob was leaving to go to James Madison and then me and Joe just kind of had a conversation. We just both felt that, you know, for my career, if I really wanted to pursue playing professionally and making the most out of, you know, my college career was to go to Fairmont and play in, uh, under Calhoun and just the connections through, you know, the W system and everything. Yeah. So that's what's amazing. Like, obviously, we were big fans for the Final Four run and all that. So we see Joe Missoula or I'm – I w- if there's a basketball game on, I watch it. It doesn't matter what it is, summer league, whatever. So if I see him on the NBA Finals, me and my 11 year old, I'm like, it's Joe Missoula. <laughs> so did, did you watch any of those games when you're seeing him like literally in the head coach's ear, like calling out plays and giving scouting stuff? Do you or are you just like, man, I'm close with that? Guy. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's it's definitely you know it's it's crazy to see, um, you know, because that's like I said, that's a guy that. You know, I credit, you know, where I am. He doesn't like to admit it, but, like, I credit a lot of my success to where he is because of him because he molded me from when I was a fresher to, you know, to where I am now. And uh, I I knew he was going to get to this level eventually because, you know, the the night spent just watching film and and I, I obviously I'm with him doing this thing and staying at his house over the summers and just putting the time and seeing the time he put into it. And I just knew he would get to that point sometime. And, you know, I texted him and he was like, you know, it's crazy. He kind of, you know, him getting up and getting the coach's ear, you know, talking stuff, that's getting out of his comfort zone. And he think he's told me that was like, you know, the best thing for him was just getting out of his comfort zone. But still it is like surreal to see him at that level, especially in the NBA finals. And not just that, now he's actually interviewing for head coaching, head coaching jobs. Is, yeah. He's and like, And it's funny you said that because so many people in interviews and such have said, since he was at WVU, they knew he was going to do big things because yeah. of his, his work ethic. I mean, I knew the strength and conditioning coach when he was there. He said, dude, this guy is unbelievable. He's the hardest worker I've seen. He had that shoulder injury and, and worked through it. So, yeah, I don't think it's – you're right. I mean, anyone that actually knew him, it sounds like there's no surprise that he's doing what he's doing and will probably be a head coaching position at some point in the right. NBA. So. Yeah, no, no no, question. Like like I said, we put in, he put in so much time and – um, you know, he was cutting film for a trainer that used to work out. Um, while he's while he was working at Fairmont, he was cutting film for a trainer that was training guys like John Wall, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Love. And he was cutting film and sending the film and his notes to their trainers at the time while at Fairmont. So I knew it was only a matter of time. Wow. 
yeah, it was only a matter of time before he got to that, you know, got to that level. That's where he wanted to be. That's where he's in his comfort zone. It's just being in that type of atmosphere. And um, it's like, like I said, it's only a matter of time before he becomes a head coach yep. somewhere. It's going to take, it might take some time, you know, because he's still, still younger in the NBA game um, with experience. But I think he's going to get there for sure at some point. Or, you know, when Huggins retires, he can just hey, slide. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he might want to do that too. Yep, so, yep. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your pro career because, um, and we'll get to TBT because, uh, you know, it, it was kind of, you kind of, I don't know if it was a late addition. It was at least to the fans. You jumped in and then everybody was like, all right, tell us more about this, this cat here. So let's jump into your pro career. Cause you've, you've played in three or four different countries at this point now, right? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been in Croatia. I've been to Italy. I've been to Poland, France, and Germany. Yeah. So I've been about four or five. Wow. So, I guess very simply, what's been not necessarily your favorite team, but what's been kind of your favorite country or area you've been in to? I would say area wise, I would say it was in Croatia because I was in a city called Split, which is like right along the Adriatic Sea. Um, it's just really nice. The weather doesn't get below I would say it doesn't get below fifty. I mean, there's times where it's you know, the winds are gets pretty bad, but it was just nice, like when the when the sun is out and it gets about eighty or ninety. It's just you know you get to walk on the on the on the beach and the 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 boardwalk and stuff they have. It's just really nice. So we we hear this a lot, and we talk to some players and KJ and these guys. We always say, "What's the deal? Like when you go over there, are you a picky eater, or you just just pick up and say what kind of food you got here? We're, we're good." Uh, I would say I'm a picky eater. Uh, I'm kind of skeptical about certain things that i eat uh i'll try the food you know the the food that they have um like their specialty or whatever it is and uh i'll try i'll try my best to adapt to it i'm not like a burgers and fries guy by any means but (laughs) you you know but uh i'll definitely try what they have but i'm definitely particular in you know in the foods that i eat so we always hear about west virginia fans being crazy and the atmosphere being wild. What's the craziest country you've ever played, like an opposing game or your home team was crazy? Because I saw a video maybe a month ago of a international – I can't remember what country, and there was like – they had flares going off in the stands. There was smoke <laughs> during a basketball game indoors. So, have you experienced anything crazy like that? I, I have – I have experienced – I mean, yeah. when I was in Croatia, you know, that that area, Croatia, Serbia, that, you know, that, Balk, that Balkan area – and um, they're really passionate about their basketball, like really passionate because football, I mean, soccer is obviously the most important sport over there in Europe, but basketball is, is really high in that Serbian Croatia area. So you'll see the flares, you know, you know, going out, the smoke in the arena and, you know, they had to stop the game sometimes. Uh, I've had a, I've had a game where we were playing a team in the, in Montenegro and, we were not supposed to win that game. We happened to be winning that game and they were throwing stuff at us. You know, we had to like, they were throwing stuff from the crowd to pennies, whatever they could get their hands on. There was a chair, like they <laughs> broke off the, there's a chair they broke off and threw it onto the court. Our coach was ready to, to go up in the stands and fight. We just had to get out of there, but <laughs> it, it's, it's, they're really passionate about their basketball and it's actually, you know, it's, it's, it's dangerous in some things, but it's also, you know, it's also fun to be a part of. All right, so you so kind of weird about it. So you mentioned earlier you weren't very highly recu- recruited. I'm assuming, uh-huh. like growing up, you did the whole AAU travel tournaments and stuff like that. So 
from that going to there to not being heavily recruited and now you get to play professional basketball for a living is there any times where you're like damn i made it <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, you know <laughs> yeah definitely um if you if like looking back now compared to the guys that i'm playing against did i see myself being where i am now i would say yes and no um everybody every kid has that dream to play in the nba um, but when you're on these AAU teams where you're playing these bigger AAU teams and you're getting crushed by 50, you know, 40, you know, you're you're not getting invited to these camps or uh, anything like that. You're not ranked. You're not you're not even in the top 100 in your own state. Now, um, so now you're playing against. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing for me is uh, more so playing professionally is guys that I'm watching that are I watched growing up that I'm playing against. Uh, even like, you know, even some of the WU guys, um, you know, these are guys that I remember watching the final four. I remember sitting in my living room watching the final four, my parents with the WU. So, you know, I grew up watching WU. So to be able to play, you know, with the guys and against some of the guys that, you know, I grew up, uh, watching is kind of, you know, I, I realized where I'm at and it's like, you know, damn, like, you know, it wouldn't say it's not cause it's the NBA, but it's like, damn, like I made it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely surreal, and it's it's an amazing feeling to to have that. That's, I mean, first of all, parents went to the view. Another another tidbit we did yeah. not realize. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my mom played volleyball there. My dad played a year of football there. Nice, really. That's that's amazing. Yeah, he was there when um when uh who was it? Major Harris is the quarterback. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I was gonna say I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not quite that. Old, so. <laughs> no, we're not that old. Yeah, I'm just, well, I think the coach was, was it Don Nealon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that was the coach at the time. But honestly, those years, it sounds like when your dad was there, that's actually what turned W football around. Uh, yeah, and that's, yep. I mean, that was what me got, got me. I was like eight at the time. But, but anyways, yeah. um, so do you have next year lined up where you're playing, or is that, how's that work? You're kind of filling it out? I know, I, I, I don't have, I have interest. Um, you know, more so I'm just letting my agent kind of just do the work and I'm just sitting back and relaxing to see what, you know, what opportunity brings for me. Um, you know, usually I won't decide, uh, usually like the offers and you're starting to make decisions, I'd say around July, usually around the TBT time. Um, so that's kind of like, right. So as of now, I'm just waiting and he'll give me feedback every week about, you know, what's going on, what teams are saying this and that, but nothing concrete on like an offer yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I think last year, right after the TBTs, when you signed with the team you just played with, I believe, I believe it was yeah. announced. Okay, cool. Well, let's get into yep. the TBT a little bit. So, so how did it even come about? I, I think I heard or read or something that we're. Do, do you always work out up there? Is that how you kind of got to know a lot of these guys? Well, I started off when obviously when I was at Glenville, Glenville and I, uh, you know, being around Joe, you know, being around Rob and in the summers when I would stay there, I would go up there and have open gym and play open gym with the guys. And I was just a kid from Glenville at the time. They probably didn't even realize, remember who I was. I think when I went to Fairmont, you know, it was a bigger school and we're right down the street and we were pretty good. And the guys started to hear about you a little bit. I would, but the guys always come around Joe. So that's how they knew me, John, Alex, KJ, Deshaun. Uh, those guys I knew because I was always around Joe. So that's how they knew me. But um, like I said, I now playing professionally, um, you know, as my success grew, they kind of, you know, caught wind of it and they started re- realizing it. And I played against John in France. 
and I played against him twice out there. And I think John just got a respect for my game. And then KJ, you know, always, you know, showed, you know, always would mess with me, always showed respect for my game, even coming back, working out. When we would have workouts, when I would come back and work out with Joe, it would always be like me, Joe, Al, KJ would come in there sometimes. And just like I said, just being around the guys, when I start playing professionally, just gained a respect from, I got a respect from them. And um, they asked, um, when they were asking about players and uh, John, I think John recommended me and KJ recommended me. And I think that's how it went. Then they asked me to play and I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to play at the time because I had just got back and it was late and I wanted to spend some time with my family. And like I said, my body was kind of tired because I was gone for 11 months. And I think uh, like a couple of the guys reached out to me. Uh, James reached out to me. John reached out to me. Al reached out to me. You know, they all reached out to me and asked me about playing. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, it was like, you know, I, I can't refuse this. Like, you know, this this opportunity to come around often. You get to play for, you know, essentially for, you know, W. And it's like, how can you turn that down? Right, right. And and I'll tell you, you did not look tired <laughs> at all. <laughs> you brought the energy. Well, good thing I was still in game shape. So Yeah, for sure. Because that was what everyone, you know, kind of on the message boards and said. he was. You were the instant energy. And at times, and, and this isn't putting anyone, anyone else down, but at times – you were the you could tell we were throwing the ball to you and saying you know get us a bucket yeah so that was <laughs> yeah. that was what was impressive so so overall it sounds like you just it was a great experience for you is that is that accurate yeah it was it was great you know it's like I, it's one thing you see you know you're watching the games on tv and then you run out the tunnel and then you hear the w crowd and you hear how excited to get for the players it like it was like heartwarming it was like something i couldn't really describe it was like you know, I didn't, I don't have that. I don't get that feeling too much. And when I was running out with those guys, it's normal for them, you know, because yeah. they've been used to it. For me, it was like, you know, this is crazy. Like, so. I, I I mean, I wasn't playing, but we were there, you know, we had our media passes and where we had interviewed a bunch of guys last year. But when the band started playing, when those guys ran out, yeah. I was like, hell yeah, I got chill bumps. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I think, I, <laughs> I think that for me, that's what it was, too. Like I said, you watch the games on TV, and I've been to a couple of W games, and you see, you know, you hear the band, and you're seeing the fans get up for them when they come out the tunnel, and they roll the red carpet out and stuff like that. So the fact that, you know, I got to be a part of, a like, a, a like a version of it in the TVT was, like, surreal. Well, and, I, and I've said this probably ten times now because we just – we've had, we had Coach uh, – well, you call him James, but Coach White, I guess, along White – on here and we just had greg on richardson it's they have and you haven't probably been around we've been playing they have pumped it up big time this year it there's like the state tournament girls and boys they're handing out brochures flyers there's been <laughs> there's been tbt signage since then i'm talking all over the this i call it the civic center the coliseum or whatever and so we we really expect and i was telling greg this it really took until like the first game you, you saw some people then the buzz started well you got to check this out in the second game. That third game, it was packed in there. Yeah, it was crowded. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was packed and it was loud. I think that's what I think that's why we were so that's why it was like so upsetting that we lost, but it was it was um we see how many people was out there for the Marshall game and I was like we know it's going to be crazy for our game. Yeah, absolutely. And so we fully expect that it's going to be you know even bigger this year and of course the Rocket came out today and they I knew they would do this. Yeah, they couldn't it, they couldn't risk not having a potential second exactly. round matchup <laughs> for their tickets and things. Yeah. So it's possible that heard that and, and Best Virginia will match up. So 
which you know that'll be exciting and, and it'll be packed down there for that for sure so yeah, it definitely will. I see. I seen what the TVT did. I see what the TVT did there with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, they wanted to do it last year. It didn't work out, and I think they they thought we needed in second round this year. Well, because yeah, exactly. It's it's just gonna it's just gonna suck that one of us is gonna not suck. I mean, obviously, would for us we win, but one of us is gonna move on. You know, so yeah. Now it's set up to where, in their mind, one of the West Virginia yes. teams will be in the finals. Yeah. 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 For technical yeah. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. If accurate. you keep winning. Yeah. Yeah. So I, by the way, how do you like that Elam ending? It's, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's kind of, it's actually kind of nerve wracking. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. It's, 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 it's kind of nerve wracking. I, I, it's, Playing like a full game is, you know, you you can time manage, you can, you know, man, know how to manage the game. With that Elam ending, it's like anything can happen. And you just never, you just never know. You could be up 10 and a team could, like a team could be down 10. And as long as they make a good run and they could possibly win that game. Yep. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to who's going to, who can score, who can get stops. Um, but, you know, when you get, when you get to that last point, you know, everybody's all your all your your discipline goes out the window. Like every plan you had, discipline just goes out the window. It's like we're just trying to do whatever it takes to get this last point. Like we were playing Woco Showtime last last year. Like we were playing well the whole game. You know, you know, team basketball moving the ball around, everybody getting a touch, everybody scoring. When it got to that, they they started coming back. Yep. Yeah. And we just couldn't put the ball in the basket <laughs> for that last basket. We had to get like a steal for a fast break layup. Yeah. But we because we just we just all froze in the fourth quarter. We didn't know <laughs> what to do. And like, but it's it adds an excitement to the game. So I could see both sides of it. It's like I like it, but I don't like it at times. But I feel like I've watched so many where a team just needs three points, oh, yeah. and then they'll come down six straight possessions and just jack up a three yeah. rather than <laughs> trying to get a layup or the best exactly. Shot, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. It's like it's like playing. It's like when you're playing pickup and your team is, you know, your team is down. Yeah, uh, your team is down one. But if you make a two, you're, uh, you know, you win the game. So you can go for a one and tie the game, get a stop and then score again. But no, you're just trying to go for that two to win the game. That's yeah. kind of how you know. It's kind of like how it is in that way. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd, but it it is a little, you know excitement. So Brent Brent ran a, a little. What you fourth, fifth, sixth graders? It was it was actually a tournament uh, to start off travel season here, where you guys are holding your basketball camp in South, South Charleston. Charleston yeah. uh, we hosted a travel basketball tournament in March, and we did the Elam ending for second graders through yeah. <laughs> high schoolers, and it was fun. They loved I mean, it. we had a blast. The kids yeah. loved it. We had a big target score sign where we'd write what score they needed and stop the game and. Uh, I was running the clock one of the games, and one of these dumb parents started yelling, the clock's off, the clock's off. I'm like, I'm just not paying attention to it. But you, you got to do us a favor. We And we told James this. If we're – and we and maybe he knows this because we kind of learned it the hard way. If we're up – No matter what, no once matter it what, hits under four, you got to call that timeout. Timeout. Yeah. Yep. James <laughs> yeah, like, no, for sure. He didn't do it for last sure. year because yep. he's like, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like this, but now people like now as because it's not going to be the first time people have done it. Now people are going to have more strategies to it, right? Yeah, and it, it'll be it'll be a little better, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, man. Well, we're going to wrap up. We always do a little rapid fire action. We're you know, like I said, we're laid back, but uh, we'll, we'll shoot some questions. You up for it? I'm ready. All right, man. Favorite food? Uh, hibachi. Oh yeah, that's 
Probably my favorite as well. <laughs> Listen, one, <laughs> of, one of the guys that is uh, normally on here is my younger brother. We call him Bubba, and he gets that name for a good reason. He's about 300 pounds on <laughs> a good cooks. day. He loves to cook. He makes hibachi, and it's just as good as a restaurant. 100%, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's, that's, that's a luxury to have. Yeah, yep. I, I literally cut his grass so he makes me hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> They're neighbors. They're neighbors. <laughs> All right, uh, I would, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good trade-off, actually. All right, uh, favorite dessert. Ooh, um, I'll have to say brownies. Mm-hmm. We're on the same way, same way, like wavelength. That's my favorite as well. So, all right, man, uh, we'll go to the, we'll go to the uh, big screen. What's your favorite movie? I'm an Avengers guy. Okay, I finally. And this is this is shameful because I love them, but I wanted to wait on my son to to watch them all. So he had to get caught up, and then we finally watched all you know, in game and everything. But it's yeah, they're amazing. Well, my my four year old is his name's Beckham. He's kind of famous around here because he's just crazy. <laughs> so you'll see him on the sidelines of TVT. You, he'll be at the TVT. <laughs> so he basically, you know, if he gets mad at somebody, he snaps his fingers and says he's Thanos, like they're going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for my son to get into that stuff. I'm waiting for him. Oh, yep, that's great. Yep. All right, uh, how about TV show? Probably don't get to watch a lot of TV, but. Uh, I'm a Fresh Prince guy. Oh yeah. Did you check out the new one? I haven't. I haven't checked out the new one. I, have it's, cause I, I haven't either. Cause I know people are talking about how you know it's more serious and stuff, and I just can't push myself to yeah I'm the same to see way. that because so that's that's I got. I'm, I'm a, I'll probably eventually get to it, but now I have to say one of my favorites shows for sure. One of my favorite actors for sure. I, I'm, I'm having a real hard time getting over the Chris Rock. <laughs> the I know, I know. I'm me like, too. Come oh, on, man. Will Smith is my guy too, so I'm. I'm. I, it's hard for me to, to to know that he's in a in the place he's in right now yeah. because it's that's yeah. my guy. You yeah. know that show is known for being just so funny and stuff like yeah. that. But anytime I think about it, I think about the scene with him. And Uncle Phil when yeah. he starts crying. Yeah. Oh, Why yeah. don't my dad want me? I'm like, yeah. oh, that, oh, that one was on today. Oh, was it? See, look, oh, my God. <laughs> that one was on today. I, I watched it. Have yep. you watched the reunion on HBO? It was great. No, it's sad. I it's have. sad, but yeah, man, it was good. Yeah, because Uncle Phil. I mean, Uncle Phil. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was my uncle. I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what What do you listen to, if anything, uh, pregame to get you pumped up? Um, I have like a mix of things uh i have a mix of like new artists to listen to i have a mix of like older artists to listen to. if i have to go older artists i'm a big like i'm a big yeah, young, young jeezy fan okay uh now you know it'll be you know little baby it'll be drake it'll be drake it'll be little dirk um it's a mix of a bunch of people okay cool cool all right last one see what you go with this is this is a dumb question but it's it's become really it's a tradition really right really it's a very important question on the show, and it is Crocs or slides? Oh, Crocs, no question. Yes, let's go. Oh, Justin's a big Crocs person. Crocs, no question. I, think- I, I, I had a teammate in France, and I had worn before, and he would come in, and where he would have like three or four different pair, and he was like, "Look, Mel, listen, you gotta like, you have to, you have to try it." And then I bought, I bought a pair, and I haven't looked back since. I think every, I think I wore them in Germany. If like if I was over there for 180 days, I wore them 178 days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's almost awesome. every day. What we found though is most of the time we do a lot of interviews on here. Basketball is traditionally 
the slides and football the Crocs. So yeah. You might be an anomaly when you back home. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that 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 is perfectly fine with me because <laughs> Cro- I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going back from Crocs. I'm not going back yeah. from me. They just there's all purpose for me. I get it. All right, man. Listen, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh very, very good uh to catch up with you. Obviously we're excited about the T V T and all that stuff. So we're just telling Greg, man, this is coming up fast. I mean less than a month we'll, you know you guys will be playing so um and also how awesome about did you did you ever meet uh Carter, Javon Carter? I the only the first, only time I met him was when he was still at WU and played open gym against him, but he was still like a freshman or sophomore at the time. Well, see, and this is another thing. The buzz was already unbelievable anyways. You had so him being on had, the, yeah. I mean, yes, the fans are going to be flocking to him. And this is what I was telling Greg was, I don't see him just sitting on the bench and just, you know, go team. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I think no, he's probably going to coach. Yep. So, so anyways, but we're real excited. We appreciate you jumping on with us and uh, hope to catch up with you down, down the road. We'll definitely see you in Charleston. Definitely. I'll uh, see you guys down there. I appreciate you guys for having me. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. What's up, everybody? Mojack Boys coming back at you here. Some TBT action. We've got the GM, general manager, head honcho, Greg Richardson of Best Virginia joining us. What's going on tonight, man? All right, man. Not a whole lot. Um, just got through storming here. I think it's over with now, so that that's a good thing. Uh, started my electric Tired of my electric going in and out. <laughs> well, it's made it's made its way down. You're in Fairmont, right? I'm in Morgantown. Okay, well, somehow it, it made its way down here fast because it is it's, it's like a, a hurricane yeah. outside, and we're oh wow we're way, way down here in the Charleston area. So, but uh, right, well, let's get to it. I mean, the bri- first of all, we've had we had James on. We've had I think we had KJ. That might have been before this one, but the TBT uh-huh. this year. Are you sensing it is absolutely blowing up? Are you kind of sensing that too? Uh, yes, I am. I mean, like I said, um, if you look at some of the teams' rosters, I mean, it's just crazy how many the amount of teams that have guys that have NBA experience, and um, uh, you know, it's just I mean, you know, every every team has a guy that's played at a high level overseas. So it's just, I mean, this year, I mean, it's just, I mean, you could be a one seed versus eight, and eight may be the one. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous the amount of talent there is this year. And we've talked about this. We've actually noticed in the city of Charleston, they've promoted that like crazy. We were at the state tournament in March. They had people passing out stuff, talking about the TBT, their signage everywhere. So I think the city and the Coliseum down there has done a way better job of promoting the event. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did too. Like I said, I was down at the the girls and boys tournament and, you know, uh, especially the boys tournament, you know, they had uh, the banners and stuff like that. of course, it's up on the digital sign and everything like that. So um, I, I think they did a terrific job, a lot better than they did last year. I know last year's their first year. So Yeah, um, I mean, I, I was telling James Long, I said, it seemed like it was about the second and then the third game where it really took off last year. It's almost like yeah. the first game, you kind of had the old school fans that were like, what is this now? What's this TBT And then thing? they told all their friends, yeah. like, you got to come watch this. Yeah, yeah. they are like, this, yeah. this is really sweet. So uh, anyway, so – KJ uh, took over the roster this year. Uh, we noticed it was a, it was slimmer as far as numbers, which is you know probably a good thing. And he got right. he added some extra flavor. Ohio State gentleman on there. He's got mm-hmm. uh, D'Angelo Hunter, which who did go to West Virginia, yeah. but uh, didn't mm-hmm. finish there. And then um, Tanner, who's Wesleyan guy, but West Virginia guy. So it's mm-hmm. pretty it's pretty unique um, roster. But uh, and hearing him on his his podcast, 
he thinks he's got a winner here, man. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think he did a wonderful job. Like I said, um, I helped him a little bit because he had called me from Japan. And, uh, you know, Japan, I believe, is 13 hours ahead. So it'd be like four or five in the morning here. And I'm like, what the hell? And uh, he's like, hey, hey, what do you think of this person? I'm like, hey, it's four or five in the morning here. He's like, oh, yeah, this is not. And then he keep talking. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, I thought you at least to go back to sleep, but the hell with it. I mean, he was so excited about it and stuff like that. I was like, all right, well, who is he again? You know, so then I'll go look him up, stuff like that. But, yeah, he really did. Uh, he did a wonderful job with the, with the uh, roster this year. Uh, we got, you know, seven out of our ten guys are six, seven or above. And uh, we're, we're, we're really long, and I think we're lean, and we're pretty athletic. So we've got those shooters. Um, yeah, I think this is, you know, by far probably our best best um, uh, best team so far that, you know, it's our third year being in it. Yeah, I Actually, it, but, you know, the COVID year. But I right, think right. this, you know, talent-wise, stuff like that from one through ten, I think, you know, I think we really look good. I mean, I think we can compete. And that's uh, always, you know, that first game was always a difficult one, no matter who you play. As, you know, we, we, we seen last year against the Wukri Showtime. Um, you know, we, we struggled there. I mean, we got up and then we struggled at the end. And so, and then KJ had to hit a game winner for us to win it and they give them ending. So, but, you know, you just, ne- you just never know. I mean, you got guys that are, every team is talented. So if you really don't bring your A game, you're probably going to go home quick. Yeah. I mean, it just, Go to show you, we we were up on Team Twenty Three. Probably should have won the game, and then they had what three or four chances to, to win, win the, the entire thing. thing. Yeah, and I mean, we, right. so we were obviously right there. But uh, yeah, we were up eight going into the even ending on them, and you know, yep. then yeah. uh, Marcus Smith decided to get hot, which he had not. You know, he I don't think he I think he had like two or four points against her that, and then I guess he decided to choose us to get hot. So, and then like I said, um, they really they had behind um, Army beat, but. You know, they had three or four different chances, I believe, to win the game, and they, you know, came up short. And uh, Bohan's Army, you know, they uh, they hit the shot when they needed to. Yep. So what was the connection with Caleb Wesson from Ohio State getting him on the team? How does KJ know him? Because he's a he's, he's pretty young kid. He's 22, right? So how did that Yeah, yeah. Out? Yeah, he's um actually Jason Page and him are teammates in Puerto Rico. And Jason Page – told us about him. He said, well, you know, what about my teammate, Caleb Wesson? And, you know, we got thinking, it was like, well, I remember him playing because I was at that game where we beat Ohio State and he was on that team. And I was like, yeah, he's not, he's not bad. So, you know, the more we looked at it and, you know, most guys have improved since college and, uh, you know, watching tape on him, stuff like that. And we was like, hey, 6'10", pretty long. Um, he's not really, you know, it's not like a Sagawal Kanate shot water type, but just having that big body, you know, like last year against Team 23, if we just had one big, you know, one big body in there, um, you know, it would have helped us really a lot because they're they're really long. Well, and I think uh, I hate to point, point to one player, but I mean, Ebanks is a, is a difference maker. I know if you just oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, he can, I mean, you know, if, if needed to, he can bring the ball up. He can play one through four really. So at six nine, being long, and I mean, he can create his own shot. I mean, there's a shot that you know he. You know, he can take any shot mid-range. He's got a three-point game. He can take the basket. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a he's probably the the major most you know uh, addition to the team for sure. We've been trying to get him for the last year or two, and you know, conflicts of you know uh, you know he had things already with him and stuff like that already. So to get him this year, it was big. Yeah, absolutely. So 
tell our listeners and fans what the, the kind of the upcoming, I guess, I guess month or so. It's, it's almost here, but you know, you obviously are going to tour around a little bit, and uh, my son will be at the basketball camp at South Charleston. Yeah. Um, oh, good, good, great. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, kind of, tell our listeners what you got going on logistically in the next month or so. Okay. Well, uh, you know, our players, um, I got them set to come in on uh, the fifteenth of July. Um, then we'll probably have like a, maybe, uh, that night I'll take them all to dinner. So we'll probably have a little practice that day on the 16th. We have an exhibition game out of a, a team out of DC. That's what we'll be coming in. Um, my good friend, Warren Doze runs the DMV Academy. Um, so he's got a team. Actually, I think they're supposed to have a few players that are actually in TBT on that team. So, uh, we got that. And then the following day. And so that'll be at Thurmont State at uh, six o'clock on the 16th and then on the 17th we have a basketball camp for the kids um it'll be from uh two to five at uh milan park courts uh which uh you guys get a chance to come in town they they're five courts they they did a phenomenal job i mean they just now opened them i think they've been open for like a month maybe if that and uh, it's a really sweet uh venue um you know they did a really good job with that um, so we'll have that camp. It's only $60 if you register early. Uh, you can do that at bestvirginia.org. And you can also get your tickets. They're only $10 for the game. Um, and then um, then we'll, we'll practice um, through the week. And then we'll head to Charleston um, on Thursday, which will uh, – not Thursday, but Friday. On the 22nd, which we'll have a basketball camp at the uh, South Charleston Recreational Center. And so we'll have that from uh, three to six on that Friday. And then after that, I think we'll have a meet and greet. Uh, Saturday be kind of a lenient day. We'll probably just have a walk through and practice, make some film. And then Sunday, seven o'clock, game day. All right. Absolutely, man. It's, it's going to be exciting stuff. And then the last bit of excitement, and I assume all Mountaineer fans have seen this, but Javon Carter is now the what are we calling him? Special assistant coach? Is that his title? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll that we'll go with that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's uh like I said, he was in town. I um he came in. He didn't want me to tell anybody, so I went. I usually pick up a lot of guys from the airport. They know I'm, um, you know, I'm spot on getting guys here and there. So, um, he let me know. We're and you know, even though he's been going and stuff like that, we kept in contact. Matter of fact, I went to the game when they played Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think it was a regular, last regular season game. So, but um, him, uh, Coach Long, and KJ and myself we were all at the uh, hotel, and we were trying to get our last, you know, few picks in because we needed actually two players before the deadline, <laughs> which is uh, June fifteenth at twelve p.m. And so, you know, he he gave us a good a good player, and that we hadn't thought about. And so, um, matter of fact, D'Angelo Hunter. You know, we didn't – he wasn't really on our radar. And then, you know, JCC brought him up. Of course, we all were there. We looked we, – you know, we looked him up and see where he played and stuff like that. So – and then next thing you know, we said, well, you know, what you got going on <laughs> around the 22nd or so? And uh, he's like, nah, I ain't got nothing. I said, well, why don't you coach? So we all was getting on him about coaching. And he said, you know what, I'm going to do it. So um, with his tenacity, intensity, and, I mean, that guy's, you know, it's always amped up. He's going to be a great addition uh, to the staff. So he's going to be that one guy that, you know, if a guy's kind of down, I think he'll, he'll be the guy that, you know, kind of like a hype man. Yeah. I so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy that, you know, he decided to do that. And, uh, and you know, and he's got a busy schedule, but 
for him to take time out to uh, to do that, and he's going to be with us the whole time. So that's awesome. um, I think that's that's really uh, big for us. And um, you know, and the fans, he's just a great he's just a great guy. You know, at the end of the day, he's quiet. You don't say a lot, but you know, like I say, those guys should be able to. You know, the whole time he was here, all he did was worked out work out with uh, Coach Long. And, um, you know, he was doing like two days and stuff like that. And, I mean, he, he gets after it. So, so he's, a, he's a great role model for those younger guys that came in because, you know, a lot of them were actually the whole team was in. So someone was in the gym and they, they should see how hard he works and, you know, where it got him. So maybe they, they see it now. They're like, hey, you know, I need to do the same thing, get in the gym. Yeah, I, I have a serious doubt that he'll just – Set quietly on the bench when those games get started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, there ain't there ain't no way. <laughs> he was like, uh, we're up. Uh, I think we're up to like two. Actually, when I left, it was a little after two a.m. And him and uh, James Long, Coach Long, was they were still talking about basketball and stuff like that. I was like, fellas, I'm tapped out. I'm tired. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know how long they was up talking about basketball, but you know, they both. <laughs> You know, they're actually going at it like, no, I think you should do this. And he's like, no, no, we should do this. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. I said, uh-oh, time for me to go night-night. <laughs> I definitely can see J.C. being a coach when his playing career. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. He can, be, he can be an excellent coach because, like I said, he can get the, you know, the best out of you. Yep. Um, you know, just pushing you hard. And, you know, and I'm sure he – who knows? I mean, he'd be probably one of them guys that's like 55 or 60 still going at it on, on the courts. Yeah, there's no question. So, yeah, but yeah, I could def definitely see him coaching. All right, Greg. Well, listen, uh, we appreciate you. Two time guest now jumping on with us, talking some TBT. We will be seeing yes. you uh, just. We'll shortly. be there the whole time. Yeah, we'll be there the whole time. We'll see you here. In, it's, it's coming up quick, man. It's. it's well, oh, yeah, it is. I know. So, we'll, I know. We'll be seeing you. And, uh, man, can't wait, man. Can't wait to see you guys. Hey. And we'll be seeing you soon. Hey, sounds good. You guys take care and God bless. All right, you too, Greg. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Take care. Bye bye.